Hello and welcome to Your Employment Matters. I'm Beverly Williams and I'm here to help you navigate your career. This is for anyone who's searching for their dream job or promotion, or perhaps you're just looking to hang on to the job you have. Today's work environments are multi-generational, multi-religious, multinational, multiracial, and multi-gender and multi-gender identity. Add market disruptors like Amazon and Lyft, along with the addition of AI, and it's easy to see why finding and keeping a job is such a challenge. Employment success and even employment survival depend on your ability to adapt. That's why my goal for this 30-minute podcast is to first advocate embracing change and differences, and second, to encourage you to proactively assume responsibility for your career. Get your work week off to a good start by listening to Your Employment Matters every Monday. Find out how to own your career and get the best practices for making your employment matter. The ability to communicate effectively is a critical career skill set. Clearly conveying thoughts, information, and opinions in writing as well as orally are essential in today's workplaces. Now, based on feedback that you've received over time in your previous employment experience in school, you should know by now whether or not you communicate effectively. If you haven't received feedback about your communication skills, ask someone you respect, maybe a teacher, a professor, a coach, or even a friend that you trust to give you honest input. Now, if you don't write well, if you don't like speaking publicly, and you don't think you do it well, you should do something to improve. You need to improve these skills. How do you do that? If you want to improve your writing skills, why not contact an adult education program? They must have them in your community, in your community, or in a nearby community, or online, or enroll in a business writing course somewhere, somewhere close where it's not inconvenient for you to participate. Look, you never know when you might be called upon to write a report or prepare a memorandum. You need to be prepared. It's better to have and not need than to need and not have. You don't want to miss an opportunity because you weren't prepared to perform. Writing, speaking, essential skills. Not just being able to speak or being able to write. You have to do it clearly understandably, you have to use the right words. And that's another thing. You should take steps to increase your vocabulary. Try to find a new word every day. It doesn't have to be the most important sounding word, just a word that you didn't know the meaning of and add it to your list and try to use the word as often as possible. You want to improve your ability to communicate and enhancing your vocabulary and your knowledge of words and their meaning will help you do that. Now, a public speaking course or 
an organization like Toastmasters International will help you develop skills that will benefit you professionally as well as personally. Good public speaking skills are important if you want to achieve success in employment matters and community and political matters as well. Toastmasters is a nonprofit educational organization that teaches not only public speaking, but leadership skills through a worldwide network of clubs. Public speaking exercises build self-confidence, provide practice writing speeches, and giving presentations. Now, picture this. Your boss asks you to do a slide that he can add to his presentation to his boss, and you don't know how to do that. Like I said, you need to know what you need to know to go where you want to go. You want to move up in the world. Or if you don't want to move up, if you don't have high, lofty uh, career aspirations, you just want to be successful in the roles that you select, you have to be prepared. And being able to articulate what your goals and objectives are, what your strengths and your weaknesses are, how you've improved and, and, and developed strengths over time and eliminated weaknesses, deficiencies in your in your skill set and your personality, if that's the case, you need to be able to convey those succinctly, clearly, and effectively, and also persuasively. Toastmasters can help you do that. Joining Toastmasters is very, very reasonable from a financial perspective. There are more than 1,600 clubs in 143 countries. And listen to this. The dues are $45 every six months. Plus, there's a one-time payment of $20 for the membership fee. I met my guest today, Lori Stern, at a Toastmasters meeting. Lori is a graduate of Hofstra University and a CPA, a certified public accountant, although she's inactive uh, currently. She is a risk management professional with strong experience in managing enterprise risk for global Fortune 500 companies. She has diversified experience in insurance, banking, and real estate, including operational risk, market risk, investment risk, and information risk. Very impressive. Welcome, Lori, and thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much, Beverly, for having me on this podcast today. I am excited to talk about Toastmasters International and what has it done for me. I've attended these Toastmaster meetings and it has provided me the opportunity to improve my speaking and writing while acting as a president and fulfilling one of the seven meeting roles. And this experience has honed on my presentation and leadership skills while providing me the confidence to facilitate meetings and effectively communicate with senior management on many topics, information security, cybersecurity, vendor governments, and technology risks and controls. And with public speaking facilitating, preparation is key because you must write and edit and practice speeches in order to effectively convey a message that will be positively received and keep the audience attention. And during my 
time attending the meetings, I prepared and presented a Toastmaster icebreaker speech. And through me facilitating the meetings, I actually took a step further and hosted a one-hour workshop for a nonprofit organization working wardrobes. And when I was talking to my club members that I was taking on this big opportunity, we discussed that doing that one-hour workshop was similar to doing these table topics, which I'll talk more about, which are one to two hour, one to sorry, two minute speeches. And that's what the presentation is. Each slide is effectively a one to two minute speech on a particular topic. And if I can get through many table topics, I can actually conduct this one hour workshop that I did. And through the Toastmasters, I learned how to use concise words and illustrations to express my thoughts and knowledge. And also within my work, I have created reports and presentations to senior management. And skills I learned from Toastmasters helped me meet these objectives. You know, that's quite impressive. It's, it's clear that it, it's, it's helped you develop as a professional. Um, and, and, and as a as a as a leader in in or in your organization, tell me about table topics because when I I think that it puts people off. The it, it's almost like trial by fire. Get you put put your toe in the water and get it wet so that you get used to it. The table topics are just very generic, I guess. Subjects. Anybody can just make a list of 10 things and have someone read of what they've written on the list and they have to talk about it. It's completely extemporaneous. You, you get up, you read what's on the page, and you develop on the fly a two-minute, no more than two-minute, presentation, speech about what's on the page. It can be a giraffe flew over the moon. You have to come up with a brief presentation speech about what was on that paper. And it gives you confidence. I can tell from hearing you that Toastmaster build your self-confidence. That is so right, Beverly. And even though I like talking, but going to these Toastmaster meetings and especially the table topics have been so helpful. Our meeting has continued virtually through uh, the COVID pandemic. We were in person, but we continue online. And our club likes doing table topics because speech preparation does take a lot of time. And we're all very busy. So the table topics provide us a fun, creative way to practice our speaking. And you said we, you have to find different topics. To, so we'll Google. That's the biggest thing. Thank God for Google. You can Google table topics. You can come up with lists. We have 365 lists of different table topics stored away if we need to use at any point in time. And when at the last minute, if we have a meeting, if no one prepared, we're very creative. People have tools at their desk that they could bring to the meeting. One of our members, Susan, always has a jar of coins at her desk. She brings them to the meeting. And one of the table topics that she has with these coins is pick 
pick a coin from the jar, don't look, and you can use the type of coin it is, if it's a penny, a quarter, a nickel, and then the year. And that topic can come from, if it's a year you pick, what was important to you that year? So let's say if the coin is 1995, talk about things that happened in your life in 1995 and why it was so important. Or if you picked a penny, why was that penny so important to you? And we have so much fun with these table topics. We, at the end, sometimes say who gave the best speech and we provide motivation for people to go forward and encourage them. If you make a mistake, it's okay because you could do another table topic later on in the meeting to practice and improve your speech. That's what I like about it. It's a very, it's an inclusive organization and it's a supportive organization. And there are no real, there are no mistakes. There's, and, and there's constructive feedback that helps people identifies perhaps what could be uh, improved upon and also highlights what people have done well. You know, the example I gave about the giraffe was probably not a good example because it's not commonplace, but asking someone to tell them what was important, to speak about what was important to them in a given year is a better example of what the, a table topic might be. But what I was trying to convey is that you don't know. It's something that you'll have to come up with a, a, a brief speech that you have to give on the fly. But it does improve, help you improve your self-confidence, your ability to stand before people and speak. Because everyone in the room pretty much does it. And no one is in a better position than you are. No one knows what the topic is going to be that they, that they select. Everyone's on an equal, equal play. It's an equal playing field. Everyone has equal footing. And it's, it's just a relaxing way to improve on essential skills that, as I said, are critical in today's workplaces. I agree 100%. We really have a lot of fun doing these table topics. Now, do you know how um, the local clubs are organized? Yes, I can help you with it. It's so easy. Just go visit the website, www.toastmasters.org. And there is a click of a button. That's all. Is You could just go to there. There's a button, request information, how to start a club. There's an application, how to organize. So it's easy as just, as I said, going to the website, clicking on a button and, and start your way to start a club. If you don't want to start a club right away, you can also join a club. There are so many clubs, as you pointed out, Beverly, there's over like a hundred, there's, I think like well over 162,000 clubs to date as of 2020. Because the virtual clubs have increased. So oh, it's all yeah. these clubs. And if you don't have time to start one, you could join one. You can hop club to club. You go on this www.toastmasters.org. There's a find the club I, uh, button there. You type in your zip code if you want to attend a club close by. 
if you want to attend a club somewhere else in another country because the clubs are virtual now, you can do that. You can find a time and a place and go club hopping. See, instead of the bars, you go Toastmaster club hopping and you could meet people. And that's what's so nice about Toastmasters if you have such opportunities and a variety of options at your disposal. You know, it's an also a networking opportunity uh, for those people who are looking for a job or uh, looking for a promotion, a job outside of their current employer, if they're employed. And if they're not employed, if they're unemployed, they can make connections with people in other states and other countries, and it may lead to an an employment opportunity. You are so correct. We as our club, what we did is I reached out to another company that's near us and we asked to join each other's club. So I invited the president of their club and she gave us her tips of how they make their club successful. And then I invited another member to do a speech. So she was a very well-regarded person in her company and moved up the ladder and she wanted us to hear her do her speech. And we learned, we were really impressed with her talent. So that's nice is that like you, your comment, networking. So we network with another company, we share ideas and now we've just broadened our club space. That's really, a, that's a great idea. And I think more clubs should do that. I don't know that they aren't, but if they aren't, they should, because that's not only a way to to meet people, but it gives clubs a different audience. They can hear from different from, from people that they're not familiar with and who are not familiar with them. They make a different they may get a different uh, perspective on how they're they are delivering their speeches. You're so correct. And we've learned so much from others. And what I've also done is I've worked with a vendor on a project at my company and I mentioned Toastmasters. And even though this person is a consultant and this is what he's been doing for most of his career, he's been attending our meetings because he wanted to improve his public speaking. It, you know, I, it is the best bang for your buck. Now, I haven't been to to, to my Toastmasters meetings in, in a while now because of because I've been working on finalizing my book that should be published sometime in 2021, hopefully before April or May. But it's just uh, it's such. I, I, I can't I can't convey enough how, number one, cost effective it is. Number two, just the benefit from being in an environment that encourages uh, you to perform, to perform on your feet, and that provides constructive criticism about your performance. It's almost like being an actor and having an audience, acting in front of an audience, and then having the audience tell you what they liked and what you did well. It, it, but it's done in such a nurturing and considerate environment that no one, in my opinion, 
should feel threatened or defensive about hearing what they're being told after they make a presentation, after they give a presentation. It's just, I can't, I can't stress enough to anyone who's listening who has doubts about their communication skills, their oral communication skills, wherever you are, wherever, however you're listening to this, go online to Toastmasters. Is it .org? Yes, www.toastmasters.org. And find a local club and just visit. You don't have to join. Just visit. You will be amazed. If that's the skill set you need to improve, you can't do better than Toastmasters to help you move along the way. Now, what else did we want to find that we want to tell people about uh, Toastmasters? We told them how to find uh, how to find it. We told them how to begin one. Now, what about the commitment? When you join Toastmasters, how much of a commitment does it require? The commitment, Beverly, is up to the person. If you don't have enough time, you, as I said, it's free. You can just go club hop and you can attend a club. And at our club that I'm involved in, which is a community club, that's why we can invite people in versus a private company club. And the commitment is whoever can attend can attend. And we support you wholeheartedly. And there's other people that want to up their game and put more time in. And Toastmasters has a program where you become have to become a member for this and pay the fee is Follow Pathways. And on the website, you could find out more about the pathways. But the way Pathways is structured, it's based on your experience and and skills that you have. So they ask you questions and you decide your path. And the path will provide different speeches and types and lengths for you to to follow through. There's also competitions that you can enter into and you can become a distinguished Toastmaster at some point after you've followed the Pathways programs and competed in these contests. And if another thing, what's nice is you can go to the website and you can find uh, resources available. They give you tips on public speaking. You can watch the videos from the contests and learn from from winners on how they presented their speech. And there's Toastmasters magazine that's now free on the website. So if you want to learn more about what other successes are or information, that's available as well. And again, Pathways is on that program. So as far as commitment is you can put in as little or as much time as you want. It depends how much you want to get out of the club. You know, another thing I thought of when I was preparing for for this podcast, when people are looking for jobs, uh, if they're earning, especially if they're unemployed, but even if they're employed and and they're 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 seeking promotion, there's a there's a real need to maintain a positive mindset as you either look for a job or as you prepare yourself to position yourself to be promoted. Hopefully, you're doing that along the way so that you're not trying to do it in a month, but 
one of the benefits of, of Toastmasters is that it's a collaborative uh, giving kind of organization. It gives moral support and encouragement and managing the mindset in, in, in a very challenging economic environment where the jobs are, it's just a very com- competitive job market. You need that positive reinforcement. You need to hear positive things about what you're trying to do. You need to be encouraged and supported. And Toastmasters does that. It's a, it's a very eclectic group of individuals with different, from different backgrounds. At least in our club, many of the, of the members are from different countries. They have different backgrounds, uh, different nationalities. And it's just really gratifying for me to be in that kind of environment because I learned so much. You know, because many times people, as they progress along the path of giving more increasingly more difficult presentations, starting with the icebreaker where people, members share information about themselves. Each successive presentation, you tend to learn more about the member. And it's just interesting. You, it's, I find myself not only being aware of how they're delivering the speech, but m- equally important, being interested in what they're saying, because they're telling me about something that I had no personal knowledge about. And it's just a very, I think, in my opinion, at least to me, it's a very gratifying experience. I, I agree wholeheartedly. And I've learned so much about my fellow Toastmasters that I didn't know before. But one thing I, I want to make a point is I made a comment before as the meetings have seven different roles that people can fulfill. And the reason I want to mention those is because those roles are really important. It's not only getting up and speaking either in a table topic or doing a speech, these roles help you with facilitating and leadership. And if you would you mind me telling the audience what those seven roles are and what they do? It's important because when I joined, we're never aware of how we speak unless we hear it on a, a recording. And even then it, it it we hear it doesn't it doesn't hurt our ears when we hear it. But when I went to the first meeting and they did the ah and ums and you become aware, it's like now it's like fingers on a chalkboard. So please tell them about them. So there are, again, seven roles, which is Toastmaster of the Day, ah, counter, grammarian, timer, evaluator, table topic master, and general evaluator. And I'll tell you which each of those roles and why they're so important to the process of the meeting. The president, initially, like I was president, we will open the meeting up and we we will have someone dedicate, designated that day as toastmaster of the meeting. And that person's role is to lead the meeting. They will get up, they will introduce the next guest, they will make sure that the meeting is going on time, they progress it along, and 
they build a, the camaraderie of, of the meeting. They'll tell a little joke. They'll make everyone feel comfortable as the meeting progresses. Then we have, as you mentioned, Beverly, the awe counter. Now, that's a very important role is because we have somebody who has to count all those filler words and we use them. We And we don't realize what the filler words are, how often we use them. It's, um, you know, so, but, and the reason we count them is, is to make people aware that they're saying them and how many times they said them in their speech. So when they do another speech, they'll use other tactics to prevent them. And one that we teach is pausing. It's okay to pause because when we're speaking, we get nervous and we get caught up and we speak fast. And then we'll use those filler words. What pausing will do is let let you collect your thoughts and breathe because breathing is so important. You want to come from the diaphragm when you're speaking and you don't want to be out of breath. Uh, Another uh, role we have as grammarian is we provide, like you said, word of the day. This person will come up with a word and then give you the meaning. And then we'll be counting how many people have used that word of the day in their speeches. And then the grammarian will point out if things were not grammatically said, because that's important too. When you speak, you would rather use proper words than words that other people might get offended by. A timer is another important role is when we do our speeches, we want to know how long we've, we, it took to do our speeches. We also use traffic light cards as well. We've gotten creative virtually by using PowerPoint presentations up on the screen and we will provide you colors, green, let's say if you're doing a table topic speech, which is one to two minutes. So after a minute, we'll show you green. A minute and a half, we'll show you yellow. And at two minutes, we'll show you red. If you get to that red, we're telling you, you better finish up within the next few seconds. And what the the timer does is it guides the speaker how long it's been taking them to get to the point to where they are. And if you were in a contest and you went over the time allotted, you'd be disqualified. Another role is an evaluator where this is so important is feedback. Because when you're up there, you're speaking, you do want that feedback, feedback from the audience. So we, when you have a designated speech you're giving that day, we have someone assigned who's going to evaluate you, who's going to tell you how you stood. What was your body language like? Were you using your hands effectively? They'll point out if you held them across your body, if you put them in your pocket. And there's names for all these type of holds of your hands. Or were you effective in using those hands to get your message across? Um, also, speech inflections will let you know if your voice carried over. Were people able to hear you? Did your message come across by your raising or lowering your voice? And eye contact is very key as well. And they'll let you know if you were able to have your eyes float over or stay put into one place where people able to see you looking at them. Another, as we mentioned before, a table topic master. So we have somebody who for the day will come up with these table topics as is in their the you know, off the cuff speeches, 
and you have to come up with your speech to be prepared within the time slot. So we'll have that person who will facilitate and ask people to come up and do their table topic. And then overall, our seventh role is general evaluator, and they'll provide feedback on the overall meeting, which is important to get that back and how the meeting flowed, did it meet the timeframes, were our objectives met, and give kudos to people who did really, really well. And one thing is nice is when we have these meetings and we're doing these roles, as people come up and give their reports, is clapping. We shake hands and clap. And having that positive environment really makes these meetings fun. No, I, you know, it, I'm, I'm glad that you, you, re, you remember to, to give the detail about the roles in the, in, the, in the club because they're so important because of what they focus on. One of the focuses is time management. Each presentation has a time limit. You, you're given a certain amount of time within which to provide your speech, which in, within which to deliver your message. And you have to remain in that time frame. And it's usually a range. Let's say it's four to five minutes. If you go over five minutes, you're not going to get credit. Is that true? I think I'm right. You're not, you don't get credit for that speech, do you? That's correct. If you go, if you were in a competition, you would not get credit for that speech. You'd be disqualified. So we're teaching in the meetings the time management, yes, and using the colors to guide people because you never know how long you actually speak for. A minute actually is a long time. It is. It really is. But the cards help you. But it also, when they, when they send up, when they put up the yellow, you know instinctively that you have to start winding down whether you were prepared to do so before you saw the card or not. And you have to be able to do that on the fly. Oh, I'm going over. I have to read. I have to read a program. I have to bring in this. I want to cover that. You have to do that mentally and still continue to speak. So it also gives you experience thinking on your feet and regrouping, which is also something that happens. You know, if there's a technical malfunction while you're giving a speech at your at your religious meeting you don't get flustered you just regroup what do you do if someone doesn't hand you another microphone if your voice carries enough and if you've been working with toastmasters maybe you're used to speaking uh, to a group you'll get up and you'll say well, there's no microphone, but I'm going to try to, to, to deliver the message. Hopefully you can hear me. If you can't hear me, please move forward. Do you know? So you're thinking on the fly. The word usage, you're increasing your vocabulary. It's just important to use the right word and to know what the right word is and not to use a word that may be similar, but may convey a more offensive message than you plan or intend to convey. And giving feedback. You know, Lori, you and I talked about giving feedback, how important that is. 
depending on the message that you're delivering. Why don't you share the uh, the approach to feedback delivery that you, we discussed previously? Sure, thank you. And as is Beverly said, feedback is so important. And in Toastmasters, we try to provide positive feedback. We don't want to provide negative because it discourages people. And in through in my career, I try to approach with my staff where my feedback was, can you explain me the process that you went through in this project? So by because I might have known that I might not agree with what they did, but if they walk through it and they teach me, I learn their thought process. And then they could discover maybe a better way. And we make it a collaborative way. So by putting someone on the spot and feeling bad, that's the method I used. But, you know, Beverly, when we were discussing the other day as feedback, one thing I learned is that sometimes when you get feedback, you might not like it or you might not agree with it. And it's okay to ask other people for their feedback to you as well. So you can get a consensus to determine, is this something I really have to fix? And and maybe I do because it's uh, other people have identified that I need to work on that as well. So feedback is so important in your everyday life. You have to learn how to give it and you have to learn how to receive it. And as I mentioned to you in, in my first book, and in my updated version of, of that book, which is uh, now coming out hopefully soon, GP, your GPS to employment success, feedback should be accepted as a gift. Whether it's positive feedback or negative feedback, consider it a gift because at the very, very least, it will tell you something about the person who gives it and it will help you develop how you receive negative feedback without becoming defensive. That's what people have to practice on. It's always easy to accept positive feedback. We have to work on accepting negative feedback, especially negative feedback that we don't think we deserve or is not accurate. But to your point, we have to confirm that it isn't accurate. Just because we think it's not accurate, it doesn't mean that it isn't. We're not the best judge of ourselves, <laughs> fortunately. And you know what's nice about Toastmasters is since they're by, like we have them bi monthly, you have the opportunity to go back. So if you took a presentation class at work, it could be a nine to five class and they'll tape you and give you feedback. But that's the end of the class and you're supposed to remember all the, the wonderful t- skills you learn. But with Toastmasters, since it's an ongoing club, you could attend you know, one club like ours is twice a month, or if you want to club hop and attend another club, you could go frequently. And by hearing that feedback, you can improve on yourself by attending these meetings. Yeah, I, you know, I'm just, I, I'm really, um, I'm, I'm very, I, I, I guess as listeners can tell, I'm really high on Toastmasters because it's such a multifaceted benefit that you derived from a relatively small monetary investment. It is really one of the best bang for your bucks that that can help you develop professionally and personally. I mean, just being 
thinking about eye contact, just knowing or keeping in mind or being told so that you know, if you didn't know before, that you need to look at a person's eyes to let them know that you see them and you need to bury it. You don't stay focused on one person. You need to bring everyone in. So you, you, you move your gaze around the room, but at the same time, your countenance, the, the expression on your face should be it warm and inviting. You shouldn't be scowling when you're, you know, when you're scanning the room. Smile because that invites people in. It invites people to listen to what you're saying and to be receptive to what you may be saying. Your voice, the modulation, the tone, the tenor, you know, everyone doesn't have a pleasant sounding voice. Personally, I don't like to hear my voice. I don't like to hear recordings of my voice. I do what I do. So I have to listen sometimes. I try not to make it too grating. And hopefully over time, I will improve. And the organization, you have to organize what you're saying, organize what you're, you know, the feedback that you're receiving. Listen to what they're telling you. Was your, was your, or your presentation well organized? Did it flow? Was there an introduction, a story, a conclusion? Did you wrap it up? Was it well organized? All these things that we might not otherwise think of. Toastmasters does has organized it and delivers it in such a fashion that it's easy to digest. And the leadership aspect of it is really important as well. Everyone doesn't aspire to be a leader, but there are some leadership attributes that Toastmaster provides that you can use in your, in your personal life that will make you more comfortable and make you more effective in what you do away from work. I'm a fan, as you can tell. And to point out, besides the participation roles. There are officer roles as well. And I, as my first year in the role, I was president. And in that role, I was able to establish a tone for the club and provide supportive leadership and and make sure that, you know, that the welfare of the club was, was in a good momentum and it, everything was positive. And sometimes I had to step in and take on several roles other than president in the meetings. And that's okay because as president, you wanted to keep that club going. And I would have monthly board meetings with the club officers to motivate them and to have them step up to the plate and commit to doing a role for the next meeting. So we looked organized at our meetings when we had uh, other participants attend. Well, that's the other thing. Attendance is important uh, because if people don't attend, there are not enough people to, to assume the roles, the, the, the uh, participation roles and the leadership roles. And as one who hasn't been to a Toastmasters meeting in quite some time, I tend, intend to correct that uh, as soon as my schedule permits. But just if you decide to in, in, to join Toastmasters, See if you can find if you can get someone to join with you, 
Because when you know that there are people there that you know, it makes sometimes it makes it easier, at least in the beginning, to go, to attend. But when you think of the benefit to you, the long-term everlasting benefit to you as a professional, as an individual, it will build your self-confidence. It will make you more proficient in your, in your delivery of your communication skills. It will give you, it will make you more proficient in your delivery of your communications, both verbally and in writing. Because some of the things you write down, when you, when you, when you give a speech, you do have to think about it. I know I write my speech, I type it up before I give it. I don't memorize it, but I, I need to I need to know what I want to say and I lay it out there. And then if I don't remember exactly what I've what I've committed to paper, at least I have it in my mind and I can convey it. To your point about writing it, what's so nice about Toastmasters, as I said, they have all these resources available. When you do your speeches, they provide you outlines to complete. So you're so you're typing your speeches in the format that they encourage you to follow because they want you to be successful. Yes. Lori, is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? I would say that please go on to www.toastmasters.org. Look at the resources that are available to you. For example, last night I watched the video of the recent 2020 Toastmasters winner. And I really enjoyed it because it was entertaining and you get to see what a good public speaker looks like. And this presentation was on a childhood experience that the winner had And he, even though it was virtual, he used his eyes, he used his voice inflection, he used his body, his arms. He really got into the speech, which was very entertaining. So that is a great resource, is is it looking to see what others have done. They have tools available to help you keep, to educate you and motivate you. There's a Toastmaster magazine that's available. There's the Leadership Central, if you want to become an officer, if that's something you want to do, you'll have the opportunity to do that if you go to a video, um, a club, sorry, and they have educational videos. So if you want to learn more and improve your public speaking, your writing skills, your communication facilitation skills, your leadership skills, check out www.toastmasters.org and bring a friend, as Beverly said. I've recruited several coworkers to my meetings and they continually go and we have an utmost respect for each other because that's our private little club that we have to share and it gives us another topic to talk about. Well, Lori, thank you so much for taking time today to share your experience with Toastmaster and to help me convey just how Uh, important we think Toastmaster is and what a valuable resource it is for people professionally and personally. I appreciate you taking the time today. You didn't have to do it, but I'm glad that you did. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me. 
Thanks for listening to Your Employment Matters with Beverly Williams. If you found this podcast helpful, please subscribe and leave a review. I truly appreciate your support and that helps other listeners find the podcast. If you have a comment, question, or suggestion, you can reach me at bawilliams at youremploymentmatters.com. My book, Get the Job Done, is available on amazon.com and barnesandnoble.com. Please join me again next week. Until then, remember to embrace change and differences. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.